0: beautiful people and welcome or welcome back to a teens POV. It's wonderful to see you here. I hope we're all having a great day. I would like to start off by saying that thank you so much to everyone who has been here since the very first episode and also everyone who's new here. And for those of you who are new here, In A Teens POV, we discuss the raw reality of modern teenage life through all its ins and outs. So, if you're looking for someone who's going through maybe similar experiences to you, or maybe a different perspective on the experiences that you're going through as well, then you're in the right place. And today is one that I know that a lot of people will resonate with. Because I've heard people talking about it, seen people struggling with it, and I didn't even realise that there were other people that were like me until recently. Before I introduce today's topic, if you're a regular listener, thank you, and (laughs) I would love to hear your feedback. So do not hesitate to leave me a review. Or, honestly, I don't even know how these things work. But I know that most of you listen on Spotify. So, I think you can leave reviews on Spotify. I don't know. If not, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I am certain that there is a way you can leave a review. So, please do not hesitate to do that. And I will read them as well. Anyway, on to... Today's topic, it is something that hits close to home for me, and honestly, something that I struggle with still. So this is going to be as therapeutic for me as it will be for you who is listening. And we're going to be talking about perfectionism and academic validation. And self-criticism, obviously. Obviously, all of you can read the title of the episode. But this is something that I was talking to my friends about. And one of the first things that they suggested when I asked for episode ideas and what they'd like to hear. And then I kind of let that sit for a while. And after a few weeks, I realized that There's this part of me that just needs academic validation, strives for perfection all of the time to an unhealthy level, and then just criticises myself for the smallest things. So, if you are someone who might actually be a really well-rounded person or really good at something but can only ever seem to focus on where they go wrong and that they're not good enough, then, first of all, you're not alone. And I've said this many times in many of my other episodes, but no. Know that you're not alone, because me too. (laughs) And second, that is what we're going to talk about today. So stay tuned if you would like to grow with me together. Because I know that I definitely need to work on it. But hey, awareness is always the first step. And I've reached my awareness with my personal self-criticism. So you can too. Now I'm going to start with something that is evident in every single human being's lives but not everyone is conscious of and that is our inner voice and our self-talk the way we narrate our lives our successes and our shortcomings is where the weight really lies so when we say okay for example say you got your something exam results back, anything, whatever, whatever subject you would actually care about. Say you got results for that back and you got 95%. And usually you get a hundred percent. In this situation, we could go one of two ways. One being focusing <laughs> On that 5% wondering where we went wrong and beating ourselves up about it because hey we normally get 100% in this exam so where did that 5% go? Or the other lane would be celebrating that we got 95% that's still really good and yes acknowledging and still accepting that we might have lost marks and revising and going through where we could improve but also still remembering to celebrate what we have achieved and especially when it comes to self-criticism i think the most important thing is when we look at our shortcomings or when we look at where we might not have done as well as maybe someone else or that we might usually do it's important to look at them through an objective lens and I know that's really hard to do for a human because humans are inherently biased creatures but the moment we stop attaching our worth or our image to the way we perform is the moment that we can be a little bit more happier we can be a little bit more satisfied with ourselves and another example I had was say that someone is trying their best achieving little by little but cheering themselves on while they're looking for improvement at the same time and then another person is doing the same thing as in like do ...doing the same amount of work... ...but hating that they're not as good as they could be... ...or as good as the next person. And I don't know if that example was worded the best... ...so I will use uh, the music industry as an example. Say you're a young and upcoming artist... And you really want to get your work out. And you really want to make it, right? There's, once again, a fork in the road. Or, well, not not a fork. Uh, If anyone's seen a fork with two... What are those things even called? Anyway, I'm talking about those little forks that have the two little... (gasps) Hold up, this is bothering me. I paused recording, searched it up. The word is prongs. A fork with two prongs. They're like the fancy little dessert ones. Anyway, there's a fork in the road. Two ways that you can go. One way would be uh, being, being joyful and enjoying the fact that maybe you're making music the fact that you're actually even pursuing your dreams and focusing on that but also accepting where you can improve so that you can keep moving ahead or the other way is you could bring yourself down for not being the best artist or not being on the billboards yet or not having your song being played on the radio like it's all about Perspective and where you put your attention to. Because where focus goes, energy flows. But yes, it is important to look at where we may not have performed or could improve within ourselves, but it's not healthy for anyone. To narrow in on that. All the time. And you can tell. When you're. Well actually. I I have been like this for a very long time. And. I didn't realise that it wasn't. Normal. Until I talked about it. Until I actually expressed myself. That this is how I felt. Because. I I don't even know where it came from, but I have an example from when I was really really young. I and it's kind of like the math, like not maths. The um exam ninety five percent example that I gave just before, but this is a real life example. When I was very young, we I'm sure many of you can relate when I say that you have. You had spelling tests at school. So when I was very young, probably my first, not even my first year of school. And we used to have weekly spelling tests. And I put all of my pride in these spelling tests. And I would get 100% every single week. And I... Little me was so proud of herself, she would get a little stamp every time she got 100%. But one time, I got one, one word wrong, and I didn't get a perfect score. And let me tell you, little four, not no, I don't even know how old I was, probably five... Five-year-old Dio was so pressed. She was so, like, I think I cried. And I know it sounds ridiculous because it was literally a spelling test. But this is how bad I was when I was younger. And I, I I would love to say that I'm better now. But I'm I'm working on it. I'm still working on it too. So don't you worry if you're like this too. Okay, and... Another thing that I would like to bring up is comparison is the thief of joy. You've probably heard this one before, especially if you listen to this podcast. And honestly, in this case, I'm guilty as charged because at least in when it comes to the academic world, I always put so much pressure on myself to do better, to be the best, to always achieve the best marks that I can and when I don't I like I I beat myself up about it and then kind of just pinpoint my focus on what I did wrong and then and then this is the worst part then I start to look at other people and think how how are they doing better than me? Why am I not good enough? Why blah, 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 blah. And it gets worse and the cycle continues. And usually I find a way to break it. But it shouldn't, like, it's not healthy for it to be there in the first place. And I think diversion is the best way to handle if it does happen and if this happens to you as well because our minds like to stay busy like to keep running all of the time that's why being mindful and the whole meditation thing is so difficult for brains in our modern society because we've kind of all been what's the word we've all been programmed to be constantly on the go, to be constantly active, to get constant stimulation and that's how social media makes money as well because uh, TikTok for example, 15 seconds, not even and you're on to the next video, like that's why your screen time is so high and that's why it's so easy to get lost up in our thoughts and to overthink And to fall into rabbit holes such as this one. Such as unhealthy levels of self-criticism and unhealthy levels of uh, comparison. That's what I wanted to say. So, now that together we have become aware of our, not necessarily flaws but just the potentially harmful and unhealthy habits within ourselves. And now that we've climbed the first rung of the ladder, which is always awareness, what do we need to do now? It is important to find balance between being analytical and also celebrating our achievements. And I find that when I do start to attach my worth to the way I perform, and this could be anything, like for me personally, it's in, in the academic world, especially like at school but for you, it could be anything. It could be, if you're an athlete, it could be the way you perform at sporting carnivals. If you're a swimmer, it could be the way you perform at swimming carnivals. And if you're a musician, it could be the way you perform with your instrument. You know, it could be anything. It doesn't just have to be academic validation, although that's the most commonly used term because most people tend to Um, gravitate towards that but it could be anything for all I care it could be athletic validation you know but it yes it is important to find balance between being analytical and celebrating our successes now another very important thing is order which one comes first Uh, At least for me, it goes celebration, then being critical, analysing, and feedback. And it might be different for others, but I find that for me, and pretty much across the board, that people find it easier to celebrate their successes first, and then look back into what they could improve later because it's like the whole uh which news do you want first paradox do you want the good news or the bad news first and I guess whichever one you choose there is the order that you would do this in so if you choose good news first you probably celebrate your success first and then analyze but I think for me the way that it the reason that it works the way that it does is because my brain will get that instant hit of dopamine from having achieved something and then later after it comes down from its high it'll allow me to actually take in the actual work that I've done. Because when you think about it, if you win something, you're Less likely to pull apart what you've actually done to win it. But if you don't win, then you're more likely to pull pull apart what you did so that you can win next time. But feedback and going, going back over your stuff that you've already done is very, very important. Especially if... You're in, like, especially in the school setting, after assignments and assessments and all of that. But yes, so I think if you want to enjoy the high of celebrating, do that. And then when you come down from it, then you can analyse. Because if you analyse first, you're more likely to fall into that treacherous thought loop that I was talking about earlier something else I wanted to talk about was writer's block and when I talk about writer's block I don't mean just just like I I don't explicitly mean writers authors I mean any sort of creator if you write music if you uh create art you know any sort of artistic pursuit I think this <laughs> this is just what I think, but I think that usually or sometimes a cause of writer's block can be putting too much pressure and stress on the art that you create and produce, and artistic pursuits that include creation and creativity are a lot a lot more difficult to really tame into something that's orderly. And by that, I mean, like, you can't, you can't decide when something inspires you. You can't decide when you get a hit of inspiration, you know? It just kind of happens. And so then when you try to control it or force it, it can be hard. And then people will put pressure on themselves because they're seeking that validation, because their inner self is still not truly satisfied. And obviously, it's not the case for everyone. And I can't speak for everyone. But I know that I've found this with myself as well sometimes, because... I like to write as well. I love to read. I love to write. And sometimes it just... Like, you'll you'll write something and then you'll read it so many times that you don't like it anymore. And I think it's that over-analysis that many people struggle with. Even certain, like, celebrities, they produce a, I don't know, number one hit song... And then hear it so many times that they kind of... Well, obviously everyone gets sick of songs at some point. But they might release a song not liking it because they've, like, tinkered with it so much and still can't find that perfect ground that they're looking for, but in reality won't ever be able to reach. But then it is, it's, like, successful worldwide. And they wonder... How it reaches that success. Well, I, I think it's people like them, and, and that's including me, that don't realise how amazing the work that they do actually is. Because they're so worried over the fine details that no one even cares about. And it's also like when it comes to posting pictures... Say there's a picture that you liked but then and, then and you decide that you wanted to post it. But then the more that you look at it, the more problems you find with it, the more little flaws here and there that you can see, the more blemishes you can find on your face, the more weird angles and lines you can find in the shape of your body. And then you decide not to post it anymore. Or you just edit the hell out of it and then post it. <laughs> But the thing is, no one else is going to realise. And um, I am the sort of person that vents to only their close friends. And so um, one time when I was venting about this topic, I was being very self-critical of myself without even realising it. And my friend told me that we are... Our own biggest critics. And that couldn't ring more true. I also want to talk about perfectionism. So, what is it exactly? Well, I tried researching for a definition. And there were a lot of results that came up that were pretty much like similar, all rung true in their own sense, but there was an interesting point that came up in one of the definitions that I found that stated, perfectionism is often defined as the need to be or appear to be perfect, or even to believe that it's possible to achieve perfection. Now, let's talk about the last part of that definition, which was or even to believe that it's possible to achieve perfection. And that was kind of like an epiphany moment for me because I was like, "Wait. Perfection perfection is just perfection is just an idea. It's not a reality. It cannot be because as human beings, we are imperfect." That's what makes us human. And that's where that saying comes from. Like, I, I'm i only human. Like, we're only human. What can we do? We make mistakes. Because perfection is just an idea. And I guess it never really occurred to me until I saw that. So I was striving for perfection without realizing it. And then I got to a point where I couldn't even feel good about my achievements anymore because my brain was set on being perfect. And for anyone else who feels the same way about any aspect of their lives, just let that sink in. You're probably doing amazing whatever you're doing right now. And the most we can do is try our hardest and know that we've tried our hardest without giving up. Because in the end, we've only actually lost. We've only actually lost the game if we give up. If we give up. <laughs> You're not going to win if you reach perfection because that's impossible. No one can reach perfection. And that is the one point that I really wanted to drive home. Perfection is only an idea, not a reality. If we seek perfection, we are only going to disappoint ourselves. Now on to the reflection questions. And <laughs> let me tell you, I will be doing some reflecting myself with these questions for this episode. I think I need to. When have I tried to reach perfection? Have I ever been too harsh on myself? Can I look at my shortcomings through an objective perspective? Have I taken the time to celebrate my success today? I hope those questions spark some thoughts. And if no one's told you yet today, You are doing amazing. You are doing great. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep your head held high. And don't let anything get you down. And don't get yourself down either because that's what this whole episode was about. So if you're still thinking about how you could have done so much better on this this and this and this and this and this and are not thinking about your achievements, then go back and listen to the episode again. And if you have any friends that are struggling with the same sort of issue or similar problems and would benefit from hearing this, please feel free to share it with them because I know that there's a large demographic that would benefit from hearing this. And I hope you did too. So that brings me to the end of this episode. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for listening. Uh, I might leave another question about, about this episode. Actually, I'll make it, I'll make it unique to this episode. So thank you again. And I will see you next time on a teens POV. Bye.